my new show, Cosmic Brilliance. I'm your host, Marilee Milmo. This 2022 new year carries the energetic theme of the awakening of humanity. It's very exciting. The awakening of humanity to their potential as a universal human. This Cosmic Brilliance channel will introduce you to some of the most cosmically brilliant folks on the planet who serve as empowering guides and ambassadors for this time of awakening to the fullness and truth of your being. My intention with these shows is to open the doors to invite a wide range of youth and adults by having two options for each topic being discussed. A show on a topic designed for beginners like this first show, followed by a show for those who already are familiar with the topic basics and wish to explore more self-improvement. In the first half hour of our show today, my guest, Leslie Ann, a cosmic intuitive, will introduce and guide you through three quick and simple beginning processes to access your awakening abilities, and she will define those terms. Perhaps you have heard before that now is considered the awakening time when humanity and people's intuition begin to accelerate and get stronger. So questions like, what does awakening mean? And how can we learn to activate more intuitive connection to our greater awareness will be answered by Leslie Ann today. So welcome, Leslie. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, Marilee, for inviting me. I'm excited to be here and share what I know. Great. So I'm curious to find out when your awareness first started, the awareness of your own intuition in your life. Would you be willing to share that? Sure. I was born into a family where the women had natural intuitive abilities and accepted them, but didn't talk about it. My father belittled my grandmother and my aunt's intuitive ability was downplayed. As a matter of fact, my aunt used her ability in a real pragmatic way, helping police find missing persons, which is called a remote viewing ability. In looking back, I realized the advice I was giving others in high school was actually guidance that came from intuition and was considered <laughs> being bossy back then. I didn't consciously know that I was an empath, which is very common, especially among women. And empathy is when you pick up on the thoughts, the emotions, and the feelings of others, and you feel them within yourself. And later on, my intuition and greater connection helped my career as an executive assistant in the corporate world. And it allowed me to be one step ahead of the bosses. Intuitively, I just knew where to go get the answers for them and was valued for that ability. About 12 years ago, I believe I was divinely guided to take an intuitive meditation class my intention was to develop and be more conscious of my intuition. And this intention allowed my intuition and other abilities to develop over the years. As does happen in life, I was preoccupied with all that's involved in raising a family, 
working full time, being a single mom, my intuitive explorations were shelved for about five years. And what happened was I had a near-death experience where I almost drowned. And during that experience, um, I heard a voice say, this is not your time. And that afterwards prompted me to contact my higher self and ask what that was about. And the response was from my higher self, go with the flow. <laughs> so there you go. That's true. Um, as, as many mothers, especially those that are single moms often do, I was multitasking, becoming a control freak, and basically all over the map. And being so stretched thin, this stress awoke me in an awareness that I had not been doing what I learned in the intuitive meditation school. And that was that we were taught making sure that the first thing you remember to do is ground more. Now that term grounding has been bantered around. So I'm going to have you uh, ex explain that. And as a matter of fact, would you be willing to take us through an example of how we ground ourselves so we can sure. all experience what you learned? Would you be willing sure. to do that? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to guide you through a short grounding exercise that also involves what is called running your energies. Everyone, sit comfortably with your feet on the ground and close your eyes. Take a couple of slow, deep breaths, breathing in through your nose and out through your nose or your mouth. And we'll do this again. Breathe in. And breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. And breathe out. Very good. Now, if you'll imagine a beautiful green colored light located in the center of the earth. You draw this green light up through the layers of the earth, through the soles of your feet, continuing up the front of your body and up and out through the top of your head. And send this green light up, up, as far as you can imagine, into the cosmos. Now take a deep breath, if you will, again. And envision a white energy with golden specks high in the cosmos. And pull that down like a beautiful scintillating waterfall. Back down through your crown down the back of your neck, your spine, your hips, down your legs, back down through the soles of your feet, all the way back down to the center of the earth. Continue to keep your eyes closed and bring that green energy back up again through your body, all the way up and out your crown into the cosmos. Continue breathing slowly and deeply. Then pull that beautiful white cosmic light and life force with golden specks back down through the top of your crown, down the back of your neck, along your spine, down into your hips, your legs, your feet, and back down into the center of the earth. Continue doing this cycle at your own pace for several minutes, if you will. 
Now slowly open your eyes and gently allow yourself to be aware of any subtle change you feel in your body. This is called running your energy, which energetically sustains your personal body and the space around your body while being grounded to the earth and connected to the cosmos. It's really beautiful, Leslie, and simple. And you can only take, I mean, you can do this, what do you say, five minutes, a couple minutes? What do you think? Sure. Um, usually for me, I do this exercise before I go into my readings in the morning as well. Um, for me, it's about a good five to 10 minutes, Marilee. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when should we particularly be doing this? Whenever you feel spacey, tired, overwhelmed, anxious, or scattered. And um, maybe once or twice a day for optimal connection to reinforce your energy. Sure. Okay. For those busy, busy single mothers, they might have to do it in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. I know you can relate, right? <laughs> yes, you can do this in the shower too. Standing okay. up. <laughs> so you mentioned establishing and sustaining this connection in our energetic field. And this keeps people's bodies healthier and more balanced in an integrative way, I imagine. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Mm -hmm. So we start by grounding and then running our energies like that beautiful waterfall up to the cosmos and back down. And we do that once or twice a day. And then if we wish to increase our greater intuitive connection with the cosmos or whatever, where or what in the body do we put our intention on like what's the next step to do set your intention put your intention on your heart space for me when i wish to uh, establish a connection with greater guidance i focus on my heart energy Ooh, you know what that reminds me of have you heard of heart maths institute two-minute quick coherence technique it was developed at stanford research institute because um, their research totally validates what you just said. They have literally hundreds of scientific and measurable studies illustrating the effectiveness of doing a two-minute technique that puts your body, brain, and heart in a unifying, coherent pattern, which then allows, they found, for much more successful performance abilities to come online more easily. And one of the coolest things I discovered when I, I trained with them was they showed that the heart is much stronger, both magnetically and electrically than the brain and receives all information a tenth of a second before the brain, which I really found fascinating. So do you know about that technique at all? Yes, I have. I've, I know about that technique and I'm happy to lead people in that right now. If you would like it, it's easy. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I think. That'd sure. Be okay. Okay. All right. Every, everyone go ahead and sit again with your eyes closed, your feet firmly planted on the ground, and your hands this time resting on your heart area. Breathe deeply, yet normally, feeling your breath coming in and out of your heart area. Now, if you will go ahead and visualize 
a happy scene that brings you positive emotion, such as someone you love, a pet, an accomplishment, anything that makes you feel good. Now open your eyes and notice how you feel. Perhaps there's a slight increase of warmth in your heart space or a little brighter mood. I like to call this a heart stretcher. <laughs> yes. Yes, mine felt a, a little bit warmer. It's just nice. nice to put your attention there rather than here if you're a mental person. Like, yes, yes, I it can, does help. It does help. For I sure. could feel it drop my energy down to my heart and, and my voice is like a little lower. So mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I, I love that one. And folks, this is so handy. Just think in two minutes or less, you can actually just do something simple like that. Imagining a beautiful scene, like she said, uh, you know, stroking your favorite pet, your favorite thing that you were doing. And it literally starts to reset all the parts of yourself. So this is cool. So you, you've uh, guided everyone through grounding and running their energies and accessing their heart space. So is there a step after that that enables us to connect consciously with what is called our higher self? Just like you were able to when you said your higher self told you, go with the flow. And, very honest. Uh, <laughs> very honest. First, yes. how do you define higher self? And then how do you begin as beginners? How do you begin to connect with that? I define higher self as an aligned connection with body, mind, heart, and soul. Communicating in the truest, wisest, and most accountable way. And for me, what I'm doing when I access and communicating with my higher self is what I have led you through so far. And the next step is a continuation, um, running your energies and putting your attention on your heart space. And that's a prerequisite to reaching your higher self. Okay. Well, if that is as simple and quick and fun as uh, <laughs> the previous ones you taught us, can you show us? Kind of guide us through how to do that really quickly. Sure. Yes, okay. I would love to. Okay. okay. So, so now that you've connected with your heart space, you are ready to connect with your higher self. So everyone, again, if you would please, like we did before, sitting with your feet on the ground, your hands over your heart or in, over your heart space and close your eyes and take a deep breath and set an intention to open and allow connection to take place. Open and allow connection to take place. Now pick the first question that pops into your head that you would like answered by your higher self. And I'm gonna go ahead and use an example in this, in this format, just to make it easy so you'll understand where we're going with this. So for example, the question would be, um, what is the next step and direction I should take now? And then you ask the question, what would my bigger, stronger, for me, Leslie say? 
So what you're doing is you're asking a question with an intention directed to your higher self. So everyone go ahead and center in your heart and ask yourself, what is the next step or direction that I should take now? What would the bigger, stronger, and say your first name, say? And whatever pops into your head, do not edit it. Just remember it. So go ahead if you will. Okay. And for those of you who did not receive an answer or a prompting or a feeling, that's perfectly okay. So take a deep breath and go into your heart space again and return your relaxed attention to the heart space. Everyone that wants to can do it again as well. So we're going to repeat that same question. What is the next step or direction I should take now? And then ask, what would the bigger, stronger, your first name, say? Whatever pops in, just allow it to be. And you have just contacted your higher self. Congratulations. Right there. Right there, you have just experienced entering into a higher level of intuition. That is awesome. So whenever you need answers, ask your higher self this way. As you do this, the connection and communication channel will strengthen. So remember to set your intention before you do this to open and allow. Mm. I love these. They're such great reminders because I certainly don't do this a lot. Nor do I. I'm <laughs> and, guilty. Um, you know, I'm happy you shared these three back-to-back -back steps that you learned in your intuitive training school. And that saves us a lot of money too. <laughs> <laughs> it does. So yes. Thanks. No worries. So, um, what you're saying is those three essential steps obviously are not only for are designed for beginners, but really are the same three steps that anyone does to begin the alignment to have stronger connection with their intuition and a stronger connection with the higher self. Would you just um, define again, because it was so beautiful, higher self for people. Sometimes people call it their best self, their God self, whatever. Would you share your? Yes, I will. And if I could add one more thing, this also for me connects me with myself. Um, it, because it, it aligns and it brings me back into out of my mind and into my body. So for me, that's also a connection that I, um, I connect with myself as well. And yes, I would love to. Uh, for me, um, the higher self is my all-knowing. And it's the truest form of wisdom. And uh, I call it my accountability person because it really does, uh, there's no nonsense. And it, it's direct. Higher self is direct. 
and for me, it's an aspect of the actual soul. So, um, and I trust and, and do that. Trust, trust this wisdom that is presented for us. It's a gift that we have, especially when we connect with our, our higher self. There's, there's nothing like it, you know? Like for me, I would say, um, merely what's the biggest and str- what's the strongest and biggest version of merrily is that how mm. it, is that how I, that's pretty you just gave me the goosies yes is the strongest and biggest version of merrily that's pretty and then, and then ask that question yes like what and would that's... be the next most important step for me to take in my life that would benefit myself and all others in upliftment, upliftment and service, something like that, right? That's pretty. That's, that is really pretty. And here's something else um, that's important. Do not ask questions about someone else. This is your higher self, direct, direct contact to you for you. This is your highest wisdom. It's not about anyone else. So don't misdirect your question and talk and say, well, should, you know, Joan or Bob buy a new car? No, they have their own higher self. (laughs) So make sure that you're in tune with that higher self for your, for your benefit specifically, if you will. You know, what just occurred to me, uh, what were the challenges that you faced when learning this? Is it more just, Mm. just the willingness to start just even for two minutes or three minutes and just do it? Like what were some of the challenges you faced? You mean as far as, 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 as which one, Mary? This is a practice and getting stronger. It was, it it, it was finding the time. Um, It was um, the the discipline. Um, Sometimes I didn't want to go to my class, but I knew when I went there, I would feel better coming out. And that's the other thing this is a gift that you can give yourself is to five to 10 minutes to run and ground your energy, to go in your heart space and just, and recognize that body, you know, just be with, be with yourself. And um, so those, it was discipline for me and motivation. I didn't want to, you know, I, I had things to do. I was busy. And, uh, but now you know, I put it on my calendar. I, I, when I wake up, I'll even lay in bed for a couple more minutes and and run and ground my energy. So Leslie, I know a concern that pops up for me and for people starting these three steps to practice that is I know the idea is to stay in our heart instead of the left brain, super rational analytical mind to take a breath, drop down with your breath into your heart center and then ask the question and contact a higher self. So the first question that pops in my brain (laughs) is how do I know I contacted my higher self? Like, what if I don't get a strong sign? What are the ways I know the higher self is coming? Is it just whatever first pops in? It's a great question. First of all, place no expectations, none you won't, not everybody gets it the first time and that's okay. Once again, I will repeat, allow the connection to happen. You've got to trust the process. 
place no expectations on receiving anything. And what I do for my clients, Marilee, is I actually have them put their hand over their heart and ask the question again. It's the first response. It should take no more than three seconds for you to get a response, three to five. I'll give you a little leeway there. Because if you don't, if you don't get a a response any sooner within the five second time period, you're in your head. And that's an awareness too, is you need to trust and allow the connection and just ask it again. You can ask it a different way if you wish, but place no expectations on the process or the response. You've got to just let it, let it, let it come to you and, and, and don't be in a hurry. And I'm sorry if you don't like the answer (laughs) that happens too. Um, It's, it's, it's the truth. So remember that it is the truth and the wisdom of your higher self. That's telling, you no when you want to say yes. So just trust and stay out of your head, if you will. So Leslie, when you said that, what arose for me is an ancient saying that refers to this still, small, quiet voice inside. Mm. And if you're waiting to actually hear a voice, that may not be happening. So you're, you're saying that it is an intuitive sensing or an inner answer that just comes to you and to follow that yes it's your inner voice it's you'll feel it you'll you'll feel it it's it's for certain it is a certain strong response there's no whisper it's matter of fact just it, it takes practice i i still have to sometimes i don't hear i don't hear it and i get stubborn and I want answers now and I don't receive it. So I'll sit down and again, I'll ground a little bit. I'll go within my heart space because when you start getting in your mind, merrily, you're stepping outside of your heart space. So you've got to go back into that heart space and ask the question again. It helps if I tap my heart. <laughs> it's kind That's of a great like, idea. It's kind of like I'm locating and communicating with my body. Okay. I want the focus here. Right. And then Beautiful. Take- take a big breath and then drop down into my heart. Yes. And then That's beautiful. That feels, I know we can be stubborn, right? We can be stubborn because it, it gives us an answer that yes. we don't want. Yes. We'll go. Oh, well, I'm going to go do it anyway. And I'm really sorry. You could not walk away from your higher self. You cannot. It's still well, there. How many times everyone who watches this knows how many times have we not listened to our intuition, our gut hunch, and gone and done something and gotten into trouble? Oh, right. Like, yeah. and as I find we're moving into a more awakening and a faster frequency, I find that happening even faster. Like, I, yes, without, like the consequences of doing <laughs> later. Action, That is not of the highest. You know, another thing, I don't know if this will be helpful for people. Mm. Sometimes how I determine is, does that thought or feeling or answer, you know, say I'm getting, I think I'm getting two answers or something. Does that thought, feeling or answer 
make me feel lighter or heavier. Is that relevant at all? It works for you. I, I, I haven't experienced that. I, I, for me, cause I, I, I'm stubborn. If I don't like it, I'll ask it again. <laughs> Can I have so, another by yourself, please? <laughs> mine's on vacation. Yes. Um, that's a really good question. Um, I have not experienced a, a feeling, a darker sense, a darker energy feeling um, versus a lighter Either one. Just heavier. Yeah, heavier, excuse me, yes, yes. Fear is like more dense and you're yes. more lifted with the truth, kind of, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, I like that. That's that's really pretty. That's that's a great um, example. Um, I just won't take, I just have to ask again and again and again. Okay. And so just as a summation, the three steps you took us through are grounding and running energies. Yes. Touch your heart, breathe deep and center on your heart space. And then using your name, ask your higher self a question that you want the answer to. Designed specifically for you. Yes. Okay. And then just listen and it should come immediately. No, No shoulds, but whatever your first hit is or your first impulse is you're you're saying is usually the one correct yes yes when it when you feel it in your heart yes when you feel it in your ego if it's a if it's a knee-jerk response yeah that's 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 uh, yeah I've, I've had my my daughters will call me and they'll ask me a question and I will say well what does your bigger higher self say and they'll give me an answer that it's it's a it's an ego response. It's not very nice. I said, okay, let's try this again. And then they'll ask it again, put their hand over their heart, and they'll say, Okay, well, I shouldn't do it. Great. So that's if you get a knee-jerk response that just doesn't match, it's not a good energy. It's 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 a reaction. That's not your response. You you need something that you feel that you know that's true. That's, that's, that's what the higher self brings to you is truth, not reaction. Yes. Not much emotion either. Very like that. That is correct. Accountability for sure. Accountability. Matter of fact. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like stop being crazy and do it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah. It's awesome. Unless you want a new higher self. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm teasing. (laughs) No. And I like how you use that with your daughters, because you took them through the first, the two stages where they could be accountable for themselves. The first one was the reaction from the ego, what they want to do. And then the second is them. That's, you know, tuning in. Yes. um, Admitting or honoring what they didn't want to say the first time. (laughs) Yes. 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 And, and, and now they know now they're on their way to contacting their higher self instead of mom's spidey senses. Yes. They, they, they get the answers within. Mm-hmm. So is the higher self, would you say is the source of your intuition? Is that the same as intuition, the source of your intuition? What would you say to that? I've never thought about it in that respect. And thank you for bringing that up. I'll say sure. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Um, I do have other sources of, of, I call them my guides, who, who get the answers for me and with me. Um, I call them my counsel, and we work together and, um, and, and, and connect to, to reach for the, for the answers I need when I'm asked my questions. Mm-hmm. Like your team or guardian angels or guides and all of that, which is more of an intermediate class, but that, yes. op- that opens up from doing this practice. Yes, abso- absolutely. And this is the basics. This is, but it, but if you need the only thing, the f- most important thing that you need to do to begin and even maintain your connection, your intuitive connection is to, to ground and run your energy. You have to be in your body uh, in order to um, connect with, with the cosmos. You'll go, you, you're not, you cannot read, you cannot connect in an ego mind where your mind is busy. You just won't. It's not, it's not possible. You need to be within your heart space and running that energy and grounding yourself so that you're one with yourself as you go to higher, higher um, intuitive connection. Dimensions. Coherent and integrated like heart math teaches. Yes. Yeah. Most of us are way, the brain is way out in front and the body's like running along behind it. <laughs> well, and that's, so, that's exactly, it's a talking head. You've got your head going crazy and your body's like, well, excuse me, you need me to get there. It's like, yeah, okay. So yes, you need to come and be one with, with your body and your soul and your heart and your, um, and your mind together. They work together well when they're together. One of the ways that I know I'm not centered in my body is when I forget where my boundaries are and I hit myself or bruise myself or knock something over. Right. And that is an immediate feedback. Like, yes, yes. You know, like stay centered. Yes, that absolutely. Those little signals that we get to snap us back um, are important too. You're not paying attention. So yeah, that's, that's a good a good point that's probably when you should ground <laughs> when those little incidences happen sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is there any other thing you feel is important for people to know especially beginners who are starting this off that you would like to add sure um place no expectations go with the flow ha huh? um trust the process don't give up if frustration is a key, don't be in a hurry. It'll happen. You've got to believe you've got to know we're all intuitive. Every single one of us is intuitive. It's built within us. You have it. Um, and just, just go slowly. You'll, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be happier that you, that you went through the journey and that you enjoyed the process of the journey to expand your intuition. It's a beautiful thing when you learn things and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. You know, you, you get a hit. I call it a hit when you get a hit and it's right. It proves to be right. It's fun. It's great. And, and use it wisely. Use it wisely from, from your heart. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. It's almost like when we know someone's going to call or we think of them and they call, it's not a big laborious in your head trip. Exactly. It's like you just get a, you know, I call them gifts. It's a gift. Yes. 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 And it's fun. And you can, there's plenty of things you can do to to play the game, you know, to, to enhance your intuition. And uh, one of them is um, I used to do this with my siblings. 
we would go over mom's house and I would have them write a word or a painting or something, a picture on a piece of paper and put it in an envelope. And then I would play with them. We'd all put it up. We'd have separate envelopes. We'd pass them out. And then we would guess or intuitively um, guess what's in the envelope. And we all got it. And it's, it's, it was a great thing. It's, that's something fun to do just to practice that. You know what? We just had Christmas two days ago and I love, spoiler, I love guessing what's in my packages. It's like, darn it. We missed that one. But yes, I know. And so the family's gotten really sneaky. They put something really small in (laughs) it. Yes. Yes. That's another thing too. You don't need to shake it. You can just guess, guess. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. All and right. So open and allow, relaxing to it. Don't make it harder than it is. Trust, receive, and go with the first quick thing that you yes. get and keep following that. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is give yourself permission to receive the answer. Mm-hmm. Give yourself permission. To receive the answer. It's all the head trips that go, oh, I can't do this, or I'm not good enough, or it's yes. not real, or all that yes. kind of stuff. Yes. That's why you mm-hmm. got to get out of the head. Yes. Head and drop down into the heart and just go, why not? I love uh, being like a child that way. Yes. Not childish, but childlike. Why mm-hmm. not? You know, let's go play with this concept rather than, yes. oh, this is homework I have to do. You know? Yes. And know that you can, I can, I know I I'm able to, I give myself permission to receive these messages from my higher self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're important. I bet you, we get a lot and though, you know, our higher self and our poor guides are like knocking on our heads going, can you listen to me? You know, I bet we get a lot. Yes. If we were, you know, you're pretty conscious how, are you aware of getting a lot of hints during the day? Well, yes, I am. Because when I wake up, this is what I do when I wake up. I thank my guides for the gifts I'm about to receive for throughout the day. And then I ask them, for those that you really want me to notice, make them a little brighter. Make them oh, sparkle. Well, you're so that clairvoyant I- too, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's true. And you're right. I'm a little more aware of, of my surroundings. And um, so and that's the other thing. Be aware of your surroundings. I mean, the, the messages you might get might pop up on your TV screen or on a billboard or on a text or, um, you know, one word out of someone's mouth, you know, on TV could be your answer later on. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. they have spirit has a way to get the messages to us or the connector, you know, our guides or whatever. Um, they go to great lengths to get us to receive the messages that they have. And what you said, be open to receiving, you know, I just started about six months ago and it works every time I do this. Um, when I have a lighter day, so to speak, I start with what I call a intention mantra So I say, may this day be filled with wonderful, synchronistic moments of awe and wonder. And may I serve another being and they me in equal reciprocity. 
And then the rules I have. So I'm, I'm kind of like a kid, like a, a magical kid, right? So then the rules I have of the game is notice everything and follow each cue. So that's, oh. easier, that's easier to do if you're not, you know, checking off your to-do list like we usually sure. are. But if you have, if you know you have a span of an hour or two hours, and it's amazing what happens. I could do a whole show on the last six months what people go, oh my God, those are miracles. Those are miracles. But part of it is what you just said is then I put myself in a playful receptive and whoever I run into, I assume it's not an accident and they have something for me. So how I approach it is like treasure hunting and it's amazing. I'll share all the stories sometimes. So that is fantastic, Marilee. Yeah. And it's not a head trip, right? It's not like, okay, this is logical. It's like, okay, now I'm supposed to go here. Oh, this person talked about this. So maybe I'll go there now. Okay. So, you know, it's very treasure hunting. You're listening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, in my case, these are, yeah, they're cues that are coming from the out, you know, from here and from uh, my hologram I'm constructing of people playing that game with me. You know, because they pop <laughs> in my life and go, hey, do you want to go see the seals on the beach where it's illegal? And I go, sure. <laughs> you know? and, and had amazing experiences. But anyway, it has to do with what, what you're saying. So I'd love, I love this so much. I love that these are simple, clear, yeah. don't really take a lot of time and everyone can do. Even yes. And to remember that those are the steps to begin to reestablish the strength and strengthening our connection with our higher self and the truth of the, our being. So um, I would love for you to share your website and information and the services you provide. And uh, folks, I actually have had a reading with her, which is why I invited her as a guest. And it was wonderful. And it was very pragmatic information and helped me also take the next steps in my life. And so, by the way, um, there was a, a, a testimony. You had a lot of testimonies on your site, but there was a testimony by a guy named Austin. And I loved his testimony. And I'm going to read it here, okay? Because it's how it's how we all think if it's your first time going to anyone who is intuitive or, um, you know, has the abilities developed that you have cosmic intuitive, as I call you. So Austin said, quote, as a newbie, I wasn't sure what to expect from a personal intuitive reading or even what that was. Let me tell you, Leslie is a bundle of kindness and compassion. Mm -hmm. My grandmother who had died came through and Leslie was able to convey an array of personal healing messages from her. I found that I felt comfortable, loved, and connected. And I asked myself, how did she know I was going out of the country and was able to name the type of class I had just registered for? So my experience with Leslie is she can have easy conversations with, well, I'm gonna let you, you share with people all the skills you have and what you access and your new and upcoming book. Okay. So sure. 
Thanks, Marilee. Uh -huh. um, first of all, I provide a variety of services. And um, as a cosmic intuitive, I am able to talk with deceased loved ones and pets, bring to light past life correlations that are affecting your present life now. And I also see um, unresolved karmic lessons. As a wellness intuitive, I am able to release blockages um, energy blockages in the body, which are often the cause of disease. Now, the book that I is in editing mode at the moment that I'm excited about is titled uh, The Church Within Conversations with Mother Mary. It encompasses a year-long eight-journal journey of profound messages Mother Mary has to unite the masses through forgiveness, compassion, gratitude, and kindness from our heart, we can discover our own self-worth and see the, I get really emotional and see the worth in others, see the worth in others. It's a beautiful, it's, it's, it's an experience and um, I'm, I'm proud of it. I really am. My website, if you wish to make an appointment or in person or long distance is www.lesleyann with an E medium. Dot com. So it's www.lesleyannmedium.com. All my components are there. My website and my phone, excuse me, my phone number and my email address are there as well. Great. Well, thank you so much, Leslie, for being here today and giving us your wisdom in a simple and clarifying way that everyone can use no matter what age. And that's what I wanted for this show, a beginning structure of how we access more of our cosmic beingness. So thank you for being here. And I'm going to let you go because I'm going to bring forward for the second half of the show, Elena Dinan, my next guest. Okay. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Marilee. Thank you. And thank you audience for watching and caring and being curious. Take care. And Hang on, because we're going to bring Elena in in a minute. Thank you. Welcome back, Elena. And thank you for joining in today to support the launch of this new 2022 Cosmic Brilliance YouTube channel of mine and to share revelatory positive updates regarding the awakening of humanity to their potential as a universal cosmic human having to do with what is happening right now, cosmically. Many of you loyal subscribers already know Elena as a super multi-talented being. I haven't discovered yet something she's not good at. Uh, professional archeologist, epigraphist, artist, best-selling author, shaman, druidist, and multilingual official emissary of the Galactic Federation of Worlds. Welcome, Elena. Thank you, Mary Lee. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming in. I know you've just been working overtime, and I feel very blessed to have you here. So, folks, amazing news recently came out in December 2021 and deserves more detail and clarification regarding what the cosmic photon belt that we just entered in actually is. Thor Han, who 
most of you know by now, but for the beginners, Palladian Commander Thorian of the Galactic Federation of Worlds is in direct contact with Elena, the emissary of the Galactic Federation of Worlds. The legal emissary. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thorhan's message shared uh, with Elena and also written by Dr. Michael Sala, who many of you have heard has been a longtime researcher and is most excellent. And you can find him on exopolitics.org. They both corroborate that our solar system has recently entered a region of space which possesses a galactic anomaly that greatly impacts third density space. So third density as a reminder is where we are moving out of now and going through fourth density into fifth density. Now, according to Dr. Michael Sala, quote, in 2014, scientists confirmed that our solar system was about to enter a large interstellar cloud called the local fluff, which is approximately 30 light years wide and held together by a very large magnetic field. So I looked up the definition of a light year and it said it is approximately 6 trillion miles in earth years. Wow, so, uh, cause I, which I can't even fathom. Now, according to various researchers, as well as Dr. Sala, they mentioned that this interstellar cloud was first observed in 1961 around the Palladians constellation and was then termed a photon belt due to the white halo it projected. And by the way, folks, I also looked up the definition of photon, which is a particle representing a quantum of light or other electromagnetic radiation. Now, as far as I know, this is just me, I also feel that light carries often packets of information. The other uh, conflicting idea that has been around for many years, ever since the harmonic convergence in 1987, and then 2012 at the end of the Mayan calendar, there was much talk, especially in the new age community, that in the end of the Mayan calendar, we would be transitioning into a new region of space called a photon belt. So I looked up the definition also of photon belt. And that says, quote, also known as the rings of Alcyon, refers to the galactic plane alignment of hundreds of billions of Milky Way star systems, our solar system orbits across this photon belt twice in approximately 26,000 years, which makes the great crossing occur every 13,000 years. The existence of a photon belt is the belief that an immense belt of photons exists and orbits around the Pleiades, which is a star cluster some 440 light years away from Earth. So first of all, I want to share one more thing before I ask Elena if this is true and her take on it. Michael, Michael Sala writes in his part one and part two articles, 
one of the photon belt advocates early on in 2010, Noel Huntley, PhD, wrote an article called The Photon Belt Encounter, where he described its existence and great interest to extraterrestrials. So what is this electromagnetic cloud, this golden nebula, as they called it, sometimes referred to as the radiant nebula by extraterrestrials. Its more universal designation has been termed photon belt or photon band, consisting of many bands and any encounter with this belt is evidently recognized by extraterrestrials as of great import. So for clarity of terms regarding this cloud, and a photon belt. And what was just uh, mentioned here, I would like to ask you, Elena, if you can clarify from the Commander Thorhan of the Galactic Federation Worlds and what you know about what was just shared. Thank you, Mary Lee. Well, there are different um, elements that we, we need to compare and put together. Um, exactly in 1961, there was this... Um, what is, was called the Golden Nebula. It was an area in space of stronger electromagnetism and higher frequency. And it's, it, 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 it is visible like light, you know, like shimmering a bit. So um, that's why it's why it's called the Golden Nebula. So that's an astronomical fact. Uh, or they could have called it, I suppose, the Photon Nebula. It was called the Photon Belt. A belt, you know, so that's when the mistakes and the confusion come. A belt can be a band in space. It can be an area, elongated area or a frontier, you know, um, something that, that, that is quite long. It, where the confusion comes, it's when it is uh, compared to um, a donut orbiting around Alcyon. I want to talk about this later. Uh, so yes, uh, and so this discovery of this nebula of higher frequency and higher, stronger, I mean, electromagnetism is real. Uh, it sees in the, uh, in the Orion arm of our galaxy, where we are, uh, you know, the, this galaxy has um, six arms and we are in one of them. Um, so what Thoron said is that in his latest up update, uh, a few weeks ago, he said he, he went on Jupiter for different reasons, and one of the reasons why uh, he was he went there was to uh, visit some uh, scientists there uh, who were studying an anomaly, as he names it. So what he said is that our star system, in its trajectory, you know, we go very fast in space, uh, was about to enter an area in space where the frequency was higher. And this area uh, is has no uh, very sharp, no sharp border. You know, it it the the, the borders of it are fuzzy. He employed the term the term fuzzy uh, with bubbles. And the the closer you get to it, the bigger will be the, and closer to each other the bubbles until you you enter into the proper thing. So it's gradual uh, thing. So one of these first bubbles or pockets where are at the moment uh, in the vicinity of our star system. 
and the, the scientists from the, the federation uh, are studying it and it it's uh, that's why um, he told me uh, about this thing so he never said a photon belt he employed um, an area of space uh, with higher density so what does it mean higher density you know space is not really a void space is uh, filled with particles, particles of atoms, particles of energy, with light, light travels from everywhere. You know, you can see light, you can see the light coming from a star only, you know, um, if you're in the way, but I mean, light travels everywhere. The, 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 the space is not a void. So all this matter, even the photons are, are matter because it's atoms, you know, um, very tiny quantum particles. Um, and they um, they vibrate at a certain rate. Okay, mm -hmm. a frequency is a rate of vibration. When the vibration between two atoms goes, you know, it's like a bit between the two atoms. If it goes faster, it's a higher frequency. Okay. That's what a higher frequency is, a higher rate of matter, vibration of matter. So you, when you are in a lower frequency, you cannot see what vibrates faster. Okay. That's why we say higher, not higher in place. Um, higher, it's a uh, speed. So um, that's what's going to, to happen. So um, I can tell the difference with the photon belt now, or you want to, to uh, continue? Uh, let's get there in a, a little minute, because I want to finish one yeah. more thing. Uh, thank you so much, because that's this definitely needs clarifying, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. So Dr. Michael Sala said the PhD Dr. Huntley was correct, and the region of space we have entered will accelerate consciousness from a materialistic third density existence to a fifth density existence, which yes. to me seems very exciting. So is that true? And um what are the precautions about this? Well, yes, I believe it's totally true because it matches uh, what Thorhan told me. said uh, this is a pocket of fifth density and the third density is collapsing in it. Uh, when an object which vibrates in the lower density, such as third, uh, enters such an area, it's going to vibrate faster. That means the lower density collapses, you know. Um, so that, that's that, that's what's happening. Our star system, which is in this third third density, is going. The third density perceptions are going to collapse, and we are going to gain perceptions of a higher density. That's what's going to happen. Um, you are asking um, how what impact it will have. Yes, because he did mention that. Um if humanity's collective consciousness was not sufficiently developed to accommodate mm. fifth density frequencies, it would implode in a self-induced global calamity. If humanity's consciousness evolved, a golden age of wisdom, love, and peace would begin. That is from Thorham. Yes. Yeah, so uh, what, what it means is that um, first, something I, before explaining, I need to mention is very important. This is happening, it's, it is, as Thorhan says, inevitable. Um, 
you must not wait for this to happen. You need to prepare yourself to it. It's not because you know that's going to happen that you need to do nothing. That's the danger. I'm going to explain to you why and to take the words of of Thorhan more precisely. What he explained to me is that when you, the earth is going to enter this zone, our star system, um, anyone who will have prepared themselves to open their mind, raise their frequency, and let go of the old paradigm, which is mainly fear, uh, they will just resonate with this higher frequency because they will already be in it within themselves. So there will be a total harmonization and, you know, surfing the wave. Uh, we, we all go, all the whole planet is going into it and the whole system, of course. So, and what about those who didn't prepare themselves on earth? Well, that's is dissonance, disharmony, dissonance. They, they will be still attached to the old paradigm of the third density fear and you know things like that and when there is dissonance there is suffering they will not have all the perceptions they will stay in their old third density perceptions but there will be suffering repercussions because of the dissonance between the two frequencies so that will be translatable i suppose well thorhan said by mental and physical dissonances so i think yeah, people may go crazy or become sick physically, you know, like cancer or degradation of, you know, I don't know the body. I don't know the details, but that's how I would personally interpret it. Um, but for those who prepared, have prepared themselves, they will experience a faster linear time. That's just a perception, okay? Time will be the same linear time. Uh, uh, I suppose the psychic abilities will be hyper-developed. It's a reconnection with our higher density selves, you know. So uh, I think that's going to be exciting and discovering all our possibilities, you know. Um, so that's what we would say. Very uh, much so. And so the changes will be, as Thorhan and you mentioned, in consciousness or on the perceptual mental and physical body all shift as we go into a higher range. And I'm sure they will be unique with each individual, depending on where they are and what they contracted and, and how positive they keep their energy field, et cetera. My question is, has this ever been done before this particular way? We were before in a higher frequency star system. It has been, yeah, lower down. I thought we were fifth drop yeah. down and now drop down going back to where yes. we mm. mm-hmm. yes yes has this been done where i imagine everything's been done but i also know that we're very unique in how we do things for a variety of reasons <laughs> and has this been done while in a third density physical form and where the planet itself is moving up to fifth, where we're moving up to fifth. And I would imagine it would make sense because of the interconnectedness, you know, uh, of everything that the fifth could be moving up to sixth. 
and you know other civilizations that are connected to us i have heard and i don't know if it's a myth that we are hold, holding others back is that true at all what you do know? you mean holding all those back Meaning like we're 70 years behind time and evolving because of the interference we had and everyone oh, yeah. 100 years kind of thing 100 years yeah oh yeah we've been stolen 100 years of evolution by the, the bodies yes yeah. you know the, the, the universe is alive it's conscious yes um with uh, in 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 the um, the shifts of frequencies consciousness is involved it's in interdependent you yeah. cannot have a shift in frequency without a uh, development of consciousness opening of consciousness you know um, and that's what the universe is like for instance, these kinds of higher density pockets are for higher consciousness. You know, it's sentient. The universe is sentient. Very much so. And uh, I know this is like teamwork. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the interconnectedness, right? Yes. It's like source itself, us being part of source, the collective consciousness decisions, all our brothers and sisters in space, Earth herself, the whole solar system is like going rah rah come on we're gonna you know that kind of yes. thing right yes 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 we're all in this together as we say now of course you as an awakener um that's the intention and reason as people know of all your shows and mine as well is to inform and empower with the truth and suggest ways which you have suggested many ways to transmute fear and also please go see the youtube that elaine and i both did on how to raise your frequencies because it's really simple and it's fun. And I know Elena has some extra YouTubes on that too. And that is something we all do not want to stop focusing on. Right. And explain that so that um, it's not just a question of, okay, we're moving into a, a new area of space where third density is collapsing and we'll be evolving into fifth density if we keep our frequencies up but what is the concern here elena the concern is that we give our power away again and we we do nothing as thoran explained to me um those only those who will prepare themselves by an inner work uh and mainly by meditation we've talked about that these ones we experience and harmonization with the, the, the higher density. Those who just waiting and don't want to leave the, the old paradigm, live in fear and like, oh my God, you know, these ones will suffer because there will be in a dissonance. So you, we need to do the job of raising our frequency before we get there. Okay. And Thoran always says to me, tell them, he, he, he does the finger, he said, you have one job raise your frequency it says that like this right you have no idea how many levels it, it concerns with this sentence it, it it's everything it's the way forward it's a, the only thing we have to do okay so many people say oh yeah how do you raise your frequency well um you and I have spoken a lot about it. You can find out our videos. Um, but very simple thing. No fear. Give up fear. Okay? Anything that's fearful, hop, don't take it. Find your inner joy. Meditate. By meditation, go within. Find the being inside this body, which is of a higher density. 
okay? Mm -hmm. And connect with it and just embrace who you are. And you find peace and contentment and you no know, laughter and joy. That's a higher frequency. And openness of mind, interconnectedness. Thoran speaks about it as well uh, many times to me. He said, you know, this fifth uh, density. And I've been there a few times. Uh, you feel the interconnectedness with the whole universe, with the beings around you. It's, it's wonderful. It's a connection by the heart. But it's the consciousness in the same time, you know. So Leslie Ann, the guest in the show right before you in the first half, was teaching how to connect with the higher self. Very good. You're saying as we move into fifth density, which is more of our true starting point. Yes. Souls, right, in a certain way. uh, That is a natural evolution. That interconnectedness spontaneously happens as long as you're open allow and are vibrating at a coherent frequency is that yes yes this is it so um it does motivate all of us to be curious expansive and do our inner work if it doesn't nothing will motivate us right because we have according to thorhan and you we now have entered the outskirts of yes. that area where the third density is imploding, yes. right? We're going to kind of bypass fourth in some ways and just go right to fifth, providing we're compatible. Now, do we have any idea what happens to those that are too scared or too closed or too nervous or maybe want to repeat a third density reality? Do we have any sense of what is is going to be their experience? Not to create fear, but just out of the free will. Or do you feel like everybody's going as to? I, as I said, we will all be on the same planet. And uh, it's dissonance, you know, mm. dissonance. And dissonance creates suffering, pain. So uh, mental turmoil, probably, or uh, more fear. Um, unless they find a way to go within refuse fear and you know and decide to take the the free will to move on you know Mm -hmm. um otherwise we we still all live together but i think um what vibrates in a higher density becomes invisible for those of a lower density Mm -hmm. so that that's an interesting thing as well yes it's like higher density trumps and can see things below it but lower density yeah as a has a more challenging time to reach. Yeah. But people say there be two planets. I don't believe that. How can it be? It's the same planet with the same uh, electromagnetic field. You know, uh, why would the planet just suddenly clones it, clone itself? I don't believe that. We The whole system is moving throughout, throughout this area of space. Um, so. Unless they're considering no... parallel realities or timelines or something like that. That has one timeline. Now we're on one timeline, positive timeline, right? We always have been on one timeline. There was just a, a fork where we were heading t- towards uh, a bad one, but it's like a train on, on rails. A train cannot drive on two different tracks. It needs to, to pick one, but there's always many possibilities that are offered you know, that you have bifurcations, you know, um, but you need to choose one. And we were heading towards the, the the junction was open towards the bad one and we just right <laughs> rooted it. 
So you were saying only two, because I heard from different people, but who knows, um, that at times there were temporal wars involving four. Temporal, yeah, temporal, temporal wars. uh, It's, um, yeah. That's a whole nother subject, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's an all other subject, because you go back in the past, you change the past, and you change the future, and then the timeline that exists doesn't exist anymore. It's gone, you know? So, um, yeah, that's that's an an advanced subject, but it's fascinating. I love studying that one. And, and so we'll try and keep it simple. So we are on the positive timeline. We all know that, right. And on one timeline, and there is a lot about unity through diversity. So that's what we're trying to get as many people operating at a higher frequency. Correct. Yes, absolutely. And you know, the, 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 the our positive allies it knew it that we were heading toward this this uh, positive outcomes and the enemy knew it as well that's why they they are trying to do the most damage as possible as they leave you know but it's just uh, the last the last uh, straight you know will be fine yes um, was I thought I read something uh, in. Michael's work or Thorhan's work, and I wasn't clear if the reason why the regressives know they had lost besides the obvious was that we have made it to this area or zone in space where it's a fifth. Is that connected also? It may also be connected. Maybe they wanted to to do their job before we we reached there. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what Thorhan told me once, you know, uh, we need to do things quick. There's not a lot of time. And I can understand why now, because we are reaching out this zone. Yes. We are flying very fast in the star system. And uh, yeah, but they knew it. They and knew people it. were all worried about, you know, whether it would be a solar flash or this or that. And it wasn't. It was probably this, where we're moving to the galactic yeah. timing of you know, increased yeah. in consciousness. So like, get ready for it, right? Yes, it's a positive and peaceful thing. And it encourages meditation and introspection and, you know, and refusing fear and uh, embodying our, our sovereignty. That's what it involves. And it's great. I mean, it's a fantastic thing to, to talk about, you know. And all these fear-based uh, catastrophic events um, were just psyops to, to scare people and uh, um take the power away from them and you know oh something either is going to destroy us and the few few who have done their good homeworks will, will be saved or whatever yeah. uh, you know or or either something good is doing to do like a solar flash something like that is going to do the job for us no it won't <laughs> you it's an inner job and if you do not do it when you reach out when this planet reaches out full on fifth density oh my god i mean you're gonna suffer and you don't want that you know so you need to be in harmony in resonance i did a very beautiful video with um niara terella eiley on my channel about resonance and dissonance yes uh, yes you did and that's very very important yes very important in the previous uh, show uh, she led in HeartMath Institute's heart-brain coherence two-minute practice, and that is also about putting the whole body and soul and mind into coherence rather than dissonance. Everything's about that, right? Resonance, yes. coherence, and dissonance. 
because we're vibrating electromagnetic beings. Alex Collier, um, the Andromedan emissary, also mentioned this, that he feels, you said, we have a lot of fifth density souls in these bodies. (laughs) He said we have everything from fourth all the way up to 11th density souls here now in this body. Obviously, what's your feeling about that? Well, we come from um, many different places. Some come from the orb of Earth, soul matrix of Earth. Some come from other star systems and some come, f- some have incarnated from much higher densities, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you can find people with uh, souls from beings inside from fifth, six, seven, eight density, you know, more. So it depends on, yeah, there's everything on Earth. It's so exciting. <laughs> I I love that. Now, there has been a lot of talk uh, by Alex and others that when we, as we enter into more of the fifth density cosmic cloud area, that our DNA that holds all the memory of our lifetimes and who we are and um, our genetic ancestral lines as well will begin to come online because its design is an antenna that responds to energy. I'm wondering if you know if there's any truth in that uh, or not. There are two things. There is the the bloodlines, these bodies, the, the genetics of these bodies that we borrow and there's these souls that are inhabiting these bodies who we truly are uh, temporarily and we change bloodlines we change with incarnations we can even incarnate in on another planet if we want so there are two strands two journeys the journey of the soul incarnation to incarnation and the journey of the blood of the body and that are two different journeys okay um so uh, for instance uh the the body the blood the bloodline i borrow for the time of this incarnation temporarily borrow okay um has an incredible genetics as everyone else on earth okay the dna is a biological thing it's in this body and this a temporary body vehicle okay mm-hmm. this carries a great potential that is a heritage of many different alien races that have hybridized with my body maybe this body hasn't got all the 22 different races maybe it has only six other people will have 22 genetics you know it depends how you have been hybridized hybridized in your uh, bloodline people look very different you know um so this is the where the dna comes okay it's not a thing of the soul it's a thing of the biology Mm. Mm -hmm. but also the dna keeps a memory encodes a memory as a shaman i studied this which is a great ad Uh, i can travel back throughout the dna of this body i borrow and meet the ancestors of this body Mm -hmm. uh, and see how they lived even uh, access their memory it's encoded in the dna of this body you know access their memory And uh, that's quite fantastic, but it, it's, it doesn't belong to me. I just borrow it, okay? 
that's the, the what the DNA encodes. But and also it has encoded everything that we do, we don't know about all the possibilities, the capabilities, you know, the the, the, the powers, energetic powers, or uh, that this this body can do, like move objects, everything that is um, using in a, the energy field or the electromagnetism or this body, the mm -hmm. force field, like telekinesis, levitation, or whatever. I don't know, uh, healing, you know, anything that these bodies can do, it's encoded in a DNA, and you just need to uh, access it and you know open the right drawer. That can be uh, accessed by raising your frequency suddenly you will realize that these bodies can do something. Raising the frequency is unlocking the blockages, you know? So, so that, that has been blocked. That would make where, that would make sense where that, that belief system is coming from because um, you're raising up to fifth density. And so the DNA can come up more online. And yes. that, that could be many, many abilities. You were saying, uh, the as we awaken, what that means for us is mostly in terms of perceptual experiences and interconnectedness, right? Yes. What about any physical abilities? What about things like um, telepathy? Well, telepathy is more mental, but um, telekinesis, yeah, you know, more instantaneous healing. Does yeah, any of that come along with the territory? It seems like it would. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The the capacities of these bodies will be unlocked. And all this encoded in the DNA. So when you 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 hear about higher frequencies unlocking, um, setting free the, the, the possibilities, the, the potential of the DNAs, I believe that. I totally believe this because that, that's what happened, higher frequencies, you know. And you know, um, I, I'm I'm going to tell you there are tuning forks because sound frequency it's sound. You know, yes. Have, uh, I think it's 532. Uh, this one I don't. Know. You know, there's one for the DNA. Yes. Activator. Yes. That one. You know, the crystal activator as well. Uh, I will do soon in January a show with the Soma Energetics show. So uh, we're going to talk about these things. You know, sound. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I just bought 18 tuning forks and I'm starting the training uh, to play with them. Yes. It makes sense as we become more refined that we will bring back sound, color and healing as the and med beds as the major tool. And I actually think that we're only going to need these advanced levels for maybe 20 years or so. And pretty soon we'll be able to do a lot of it just with ourselves and our consciousness. Yes. Yes. So, and you know, yes, singing as a shaman, you know, singing, raise your frequency, find your <laughs> own voice. To all your songs. <laughs> no, if you can talk, you can sing. You just need to find your pitch, your voice. Yes. Yeah. Within the voice of the soul, the voice within, you know. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that and clarifying that. I felt like that was really important. Is there any last minute thing you would like to add having to do with this positive pivotal 2022 year we're, we're moving into and um, anything you would like to share that you haven't already about keeping and raising our frequencies and keeping our awareness up? Uh, before I, um, I speak about this, I forget to mention something I wanted to um to talk about um, regarding to the photon belt, okay? Uh, 
It's a very scientific discovery, this golden nebula, as it's been called by the astronomers in 1961. Uh, it's something that is real, confirmed by the, the Federation. You can call it a photon belt, but there is a, a misconception and something that I want to rectify. Um, some people think it's, it's um, a real belt, a round belt of photons, light particles, orbiting um, around a young star in the Pleiades. Okay, two things about that. Uh, photons, which are uh, really tiny electromagnetic particles, to gravitate around something, it, it, they are very, they have their, their mind, you know, they can be really organized or directed, uh, but if to be organized in, in, in a really uh, a ring, uh, you need a powerful, powerful source of gravity. And the only thing that can do this is a black hole. And Alcyon is not a black hole, okay? Um, it, it really, really, to orbit around an object, it really requires a gravitational pull and only only the black holes can do that, you know, and uh, and it needs also to be close to it, and it's going to go. It's going to be attracted by the tidal forces, and it will finally go through the black hole. And it's it's not stable, you know, so it cannot be held stable very long because of the tidal forces of the the, the black hole, which will um, you know um, uh, bring the trajectory to the event horizon. So uh, that's one thing. Alcyon is not a black hole, it's a star. Now, second misconception, our star system turn evolves around Alcyon in the Pleiades. Okay, so now as Mary Lee shows, shows you, this is a, a simplified map, map of the galaxy. You see we are the sun dot, you see Orion Nebula, sun Pleiades. Okay, we are in one arm of the galaxy, the Orion arm. The Pleiades, where Alcyon is, is not in the center of the galaxy, okay? First thing, our sun evolves, orbits the galactic center, okay? Every 230 million years. So it doesn't, it, that, it just evolves around the center of the galaxy. I'm going to, to um, make a little, uh, a little drawing uh, to show you. Thank you, Marie. Yeah. You want this so, one too? Yeah, that's another view as well. You can see what the galaxy looks like and the sun is just on the lower border at the outskirt of the galaxy, okay? So that's the center of the galaxy, okay? And it's a spiral. It's, it's, I don't know if you see it like this. So it's a spiral. It's going to spiral like this, okay? It turns, the stars turn like this. Mm -hmm. constantly and it goes towards the center constantly and it has it has six arms okay our sun is on one of the arms okay and it's going around around the galaxy that's it turns around the center okay now uh in this arm uh one of these arms you have as mary showed uh the Pleiades and our star system. Okay. Our star system doesn't evolve around the Pleiades. We all stuck together traveling in the arm of the galaxy around the center, the big center in the middle of the, the galactic center. Okay. 
Now, the sun, our star system, okay, is 4.5 billion years old. 4.5 billion years old, okay? The Pleiades cluster is way younger. The Pleiades cluster is between 75 to 150 million years old. Million years old. It's way younger. Thank you, Marilee. Mm -hmm. How would, regarding to the dynamics and the physics, how would our star system turn around the Pleiades? Because it's way more older. Was it turning around it uh, before the Pleiades existed? Or suddenly it will root courses for what? If that would happen, that means there would be a freaking black hole in the Pleiades, which there isn't. Okay. So this all Alcyon thing, okay, Alcyon may be uh, uh, in the middle of this uh, nebula, golden nebula. That may be a fact. But that's it. That's it. Nobody orbits around Alcyon. To orbit a whole huge organized donut of proton, of sorry, of photons or a whole star system like ours, gosh, you need a freaking gravity. You know, it's not like a binary star system. When two stars approach from each other, they, whoop, they are attracted, they can do a binary or trinary or quadruple star system, like um, the Alpha Centauri systems, you know, things like that. But it needs to be very close. We are, we, we are 440. Uh, four thousand uh, light years from the Pleiades. Mm. That's not happening. There's no gravity interaction. You know, that was not sufficient for that. So I wanted really to explain this. Oh, that's a misconception. We are not turning around the Pleiades. And Alcyon is the center of maybe the star cluster of the Pleiades, but the other stars don't turn around Alcyon either. You know, nothing evolved around Alcyon. Nothing. She may be in the middle of a lot of things, the nebula, the, the cluster, Pedis cluster, but that's it. That's her position. That's all. Nothing evolves around her. Otherwise, I don't know the gravity this star should have. It would be a black hole. So I wanted to precise this. This is very important. Thank you so much. Yes, we were talking about that earlier. And so that assumption is incorrect. And thank you for clarifying that. Really yeah. appreciate that trying to separate the made up stuff from <laughs> the truth. And you and Thorhan are amazingly good at that. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So Elena, um, why don't you tell people, speaking of sound and music, and uh, why don't you tell people, I don't know if you've checked out, Elena actually sings and dance and plays musical instruments and is a sound healer, and it goes on and on, has amazing merchandise she sells, has meditations and journeys you can buy, has two best-selling books and many more books in multiple languages, is in the middle of writing another book. Should I keep going on? Or <laughs> you go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Thank you, Marilyn. Well, yes, I'm a busy woman. Um, I came with tools. You know, you you when before incarnating, you pick your tools to perform your mission. You know, so I have many tools because I need them to do what I need. Toolbox. To mm -hmm. Toolbox. Yeah, you come with your toolbox. Absolutely. Well, in your artistry, the heavy one. Yeah, your artistry. <laughs> it's like Mary Poppins with her. <laughs> 
I love Mary Poppins. Yes. I wish. Yeah. I, will, I will always want to be Mary Poppins. Yes. Oh my God. We are. We're like little Mary Poppins twins, but you're the nice one. And we carry suitcases of all the, all the like, you know, everything you're going to need in your suitcase <laughs> and you just pop in and you, you remind me of that. And especially your artistry because of what a contribution that was in your books of, you know, over a hundred species and everything, because most of us are visual. So that was incredibly helpful. Also, just everything you do. So, yeah. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. So you're so welcome. Um, yes, I have a website, elenadanan.org, O-R-G. Uh, you can find everything, on the links to everything. Uh, my books, uh, my merchandise, uh, my artwork, my uh, meditation workshops. So there's a difference between uh, the meditation workshops on my website, which uh, require payment. I, I sell them. And the ones I leave for free on YouTube. The ones on my workshop are shamanic workshops. And um, it's, you need really, you know, to do the, the, the step. Uh, it's not just for fun, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's shamanism can be dangerous if you do it wrong, you know. So investing yourself into it is, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it resonates differently. It's really a step. On my channel, everything, uh, I have like hundreds and hundreds of meditation videos that teach you how to raise your frequency and how to meditate, how to uh, reconnect with yourself. I have a whole playlist has hundreds of videos, I think 200s in it, um, all for you to help you have uh, protection workshops in my uh, featured videos, protection workshops, five protection workshops that are free and are necessary for everyone. Uh, just just gifts, you know, uh, people need. Uh, so my channel, YouTube channel, Elena Danan, uh, and I am uh, coming uh, from January, January 2022 with a new series um, that will replace my Q&As, uh, Galactic Basics. It will teach the basics of astronomy, but with a plus, the knowledge about extraterrestrials and what's happening at the moment. And uh, that will uh, start in January, so uh, keep tuned. That is so great. It's so great. I love that we're on all these parallel voyages together because that is so important. And this was almost a primer towards that. And also geared, uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to be alternating shows more for beginners and to utilize Elena's incredible wealth of information videos, which will teach you everything you need to know. And then uh, we'll follow up the next show combination will be keeping up with updates and more advanced. So there'll be something for everyone because we need to support each other and work as a teamwork. And I am so excited about this time. I can barely stand it. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. So folks, if you have a specific question that you would like answered by Elena, feel free to email me at merely at super soul solutions and please share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show on Cosmic Brilliance today. And I also have a Cosmic Brilliant website where the most of the videos starting 2022 and a few of the past ones that are all related to Cosmic Truths will be posted. And I'm very grateful for all of you for your interest and in personal contributions and lifting this world and others up to where we truly belong. 
graduation to fifth density. So thank you so much, Elena, for your invaluable contribution and super inspiring shared transmission updates from Commander Thorhan and team. And they all help to keep us positive, more informed and on track. Thank you, Lev. And until next show, onward and upward. Thank you.